The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is, uh, I'm Leslie. I'm Allison. And um, we've missed each other. I missed you, Leslie. <laughs> it's been a little bit since we yeah, did, we did this. Yeah, t- we've been busy with a couple other things. So today is our first day back, checking in, catching up. And we're really, really, really excited to be here. We sure are. Um, so a little bit about Ask a Hag. We, uh, we are asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as witches and healers. It's a place for you, listener, our sweet listeners, who can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. And it is quite a journey. Well, <laughs> oh we were God. just talking about like emotional diarrhea season. Because oh, you mean cancer season? <laughs> I can't. It's just tears are flying. Mm, I know. Left, sweet right, and center. It's, yeah. uh, it's been a trying time for many. For mm-hmm. many people who are being called and asked to shed. Yeah. You know, uh, it's been really tough for a lot of us. We had most recently the full moon. On Tuesday, yep. we had a lunar, partial lunar eclipse, partial is that lunar. right? Mm-hmm. And then we also have five retrograde planets mm-hmm. happening right now. So we are in the birth canal being squeezed. I can't, like like right now looking at you is cracking me up because all I see are two eyeballs. Because this mic is right It here. is my eyes <laughs> looking at you into your soul. I see them soul. <laughs> Sweet soul. Sweet yeah, soul. so... Cry city for yeah. for a lot of us. Cry town. Yeah. yeah, cry time. Cry nation. Yeah, but um, that's okay. But we're here to talk about it. We sure are. Yeah, um, and we have something very exciting to talk about today because yes. we've been talking up the Anchor FM app. Yes, and today we are going to be able to show you how freaking cool it is because we've got some folks that have decided to utilize it. Yeah, thank you so much. Seriously, once you see how fun and cool this is, you're going to want to do it too. And it's very, very, very easy to do. You just go to the Anchor FM app. You search Ask a Hag Mm -hmm. and you will find a feature in which you can record a message. That's right. Voicemail message for us. We're going to play your voice on here. Yes. And I believe you can still choose to be anonymous. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Or you can share your name and city if you like. It doesn't matter. I'm excited about these because I have no idea what to expect. I've heard I them already. I've been prepped. Allison and Donna mm-hmm. asked me if I wanted to listen, and I said, you know, there are just so few surprises in life. It's so real. I really <laughs> want to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and they're they're beautiful. They're beautiful messages Looking from some s- sweet people. Yeah, so thank you guys for for getting some. You know, getting getting some motivation going and doing that and sharing your yeah. questions with us. I really appreciate it. Way to, to work this. And um, the other thing we're really excited to announce is that we've had a thousand listens so far, and um, that I mean, I I just cannot thank you guys enough for supporting us. You know, with your comments on Instagram, um, sending us your DMs and all of your questions at our um, ask a hag hotline at gmail.com. Um, and just for your support. This has been yeah. really fun. And um, it's cool. It is. It's really fucking so cool. Somebody else has asked me and I'm just going to check in real quick again. Are, we have somewhat of a format where we release every couple weeks on a Saturday. 
Okay. Every two weeks. Every two, every other week on a Saturday. Yes. Okay. So just in case you're curious or wondering what the heck's going on and when can we, um, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to also kind of talk about um, something that happened last episode. Um, we received some feedback on um, our discussion regarding smudge sticks and how to dispose of them. Right, Leslie? Yeah. 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 And um, it's some excellent feedback. And we were really eager to answer the question about smudge sticks because um, we thought that it was a timely question. Super timely. Yeah. And we also thought it was a good opportunity to help address a term and a practice that we personally as witches um, have chosen to stop using and why. Yeah. And I, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of terms coming along. So it was a real nice opportunity to be able to to talk, to about, talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what, what we didn't consider is that, um, these sorts of things can be a very sensitive subject yeah. for a lot of folks because yeah. our practices are so intimate. Um, yeah. and we really take a lot, um, on when we are working our magic in, in certain ways. And what we didn't consider is how sharing what we've learned might have made some of our listeners feel accused of wrongdoing. Um, you know, and what I'm finding is that um, oftentimes our learning and changing can make us feel ashamed. Yeah. Right. Especially when we're so intentional about doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. No harm. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's really, really hard to see that something that, you know, I myself, I used to use um, white sage in my practice oh, and me I, too. I adore it yeah. um, as a plant. And it was really hard for me to, to let that go. Yeah. Um, but I felt that it was important to me because I want to, you know, honor First Nation people, you know? Yeah. I'll um, do. And I also want to be a good person, a good human being, you know, and part of that is, is really accepting that I'm, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. So, um, first and foremost, we didn't want anyone walking away from listening to that episode to feel bad about themselves and their practices, but we also, um, want to share our real time experiences I love that real time experience. Yeah, because Leslie and I yeah. both are going through we're, this. We're learning this too, like, and we're like, oh wow, this is actually like this needs to be discussed. Yeah, and so we're going through it. We're making, we're learning, we're growing, we're making, we're having the realization at the same time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And for those for those of you that are just jumping in on this conversation, what was discussed um, lap, last episode entitled "I Say Athame." Yeah. Um, was that, you know, Leslie and I are shedding the practice of using the word smudge because it is associated with um, cultural appropriation. Um, So feel free to listen to that episode and you can learn more about that. But um, we just want to acknowledge that, you know, this process is really hard. Um, And, you know, many of us are being called to reframe our old practices. And I think that's a really important that's thing. That's a perfect way of saying it. And that's exactly what's happening during this season. Is yeah. We are reframing. Oh, ourselves. yeah. We sure <laughs> are reframing. Reframe. Retrograde. <laughs> that's right. Reframe. <laughs> Revisit. <laughs> our re- our reframe. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, and we also wanted to, uh, you know, really in- encourage you guys to understand that we are an advice podcast. Um that there are no wrong questions 
And um, there's no wrong ways to ask them, dudes, mm -hmm. like really. Mm -mm. And so, you know, this is a platform where we, in which we want all of you to feel safe, to ask any question you want. And this is why we honor your choice of asking anonymously as well. And we also want to remind you that Leslie and I are human beings and we make the mistakes too. Absolutely. You know, and we're learning. We're learning too, because we're both white witches. We're both, you know, living in America. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying. Yeah. We're trying to heal our own practices too. Yeah. Um, and we also very much appreciate your feedback. So thank you yes. so much, everybody. Um, those be beautiful that folks. Was beautifully said, Allison. Well, thank you. Thanks. It's She's just got such a nurturing way of. Oh, geez. <laughs> Good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we love you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. Cool beans. If the kids still say that, do they still it, say that? I don't. Does it matter? It's man, a I'm great old. Phrase. I'm the oldest. <laughs> the oldest there ever was. I'm a year older than you. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs>Jump right into discussion topics. Yeah, yeah. Anything Let's do else it. We need to talk anything else. Okay. Nope, we're good. Uh, we're talking about divination today. Yes. Ooh. Um, and divination is a modality of healing practice. Yes. Self-discovery, um, right? self-discovery <coughs> i like to really talk about yes like divination is the word breaks down um or shall i say like for example tarot is carton carton cartography cartomancy oh, oh cartomancy cartography is like map and like cartoist cart astro Astro cartography is like, that's actually very interesting too. What is it? I've astro never heard of that. Well, astro cartography is something I've been really hot for these days. Ooh. It's where you put in your birth date, so just like you would for your birth chart, mm -hmm. birth date, um, time of uh, birth, mm -hmm. zip code in which you're being, zip code of where you were born. Basically, what it's looking for is coordinates. Oh, on, on the global map? On the global map. And it's going to talk about areas on the global map. Like Australia looks really good for me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Bridget, you, I'm coming you for you. You and that Bridget, the bitty tarot action. <laughs> um, but it shows you areas in which you can have tremendous growth, areas in which you're going to have the most challenge. It's fascinating. I think it's important to note that Allison brought magical animal crackers. I did. To the table this I evening. totally did. Yeah. Yeah, there's unicorns and mermaids, mm -hmm. and there's a narwhal, which yeah. I think is funny that they lump that into a magical animal because it's a real animal. They call it a gnarly wall. They do, a gnarly wall. <laughs> yeah. And every single one has their own like name, and yeah. there's like four mermaids, maybe? There's a couple. Okay. Anyway, okay. they're fun. All right. What's, what's the brand name? What's uh, that called? Goody Girl. Gluten-free, magical animal crackers. Um, can I say where you purchased them from? I, I purchased them from Whole Foods Market. Yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. All right. Four ninety nine, babes. They're yeah. actually quite good. Yeah. Okay. So divination. Right. Cartomancy. Cartomancy. There is it tarot. is. See? Got it out that time. Tar I coughed it right up. Yes. So, that's a, so when cartomancy breaks down, mancy equals mania mm. or divination by the means of. Interesting. And divination is a process in which you can foretell the future 
do hate to say that. I though. know. Because I really yeah. think that these are messages that confirm. Yes. These are messages that inspire. And these are messages for self-reflection. Absolutely. So I think that we've just been conditioned to think of divination as a means of foretelling the future. Mm -hmm. Now, it can. Of course. But I think it comes from the diviner. Mm. Mm. You know, um, what's a better way to say that? Like, the information isn't foretelling. Mm -hmm. It's how the person assimilates the information and then moves from that and place then moves from that place interesting yeah. yeah interesting that's beautiful yeah so divination by means of so mancy also breaks down to mania in the latin form but cart would then be card so mm. like cartoon mm -hmm. mancy mm -hmm. so you can really like pull those words together i'm really getting very englishy here but i like it um like so it. divination is a means to i feel like i'd rather say a means to confirm yeah that feels better to me as well in my own personal experience too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like to do? What do I like to do? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, <clears throat> well, I pull, I, I read tarot for myself. Um, and I've, I've dabbled, I dabble a little bit for others. I, I incorporate tarot into my wellness and wisdom sessions for clients. Um, and, what I really love about that layering is that if someone is coming to me because they're having issues with their physical body, um, pulling cards helps me to see the, the total picture of like what's influencing that trouble yeah. or that problem. Yeah. And then that helps me better determine okay, from, from what place are, are we moving to then? Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and then in my personal practice, I pull a card every day. Um, and at the beginning of my day, and I think that this is a really common thing. It's oh, kind of yeah. like setting, uh, it's like t taking the temperature of the day just yeah. to see like what's going on. But I also like to pull a rune too, which is, is, yeah, me too. Um, and I don't, I, it's so funny, like, I don't see myself as a reader, <laughs> you know? Um, you feel like a listener to me. I Yeah, I'm definitely a listener and not a reader for sure. Um, but I also don't feel confident, especially in the runes, even though ancestrally they feel so right. Yeah. Because they come from um, Europe. Can I say something Please. about that for a minute? Please, I'd love it. Just talking about how you were like, well, I don't feel so confident. And okay, because a lot of people have talked to me about this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And my best advice is to pull this veil of the mystery of divination and oracle reading and tarot reading it's a language period yeah how did you learn how to speak english how did you learn how to learn you know you learn french in school yeah. or spanish or latin or german or it's a practice mm -hmm. and you're not going to learn anything about it until you can start speaking it reading it doing it every day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the confidence comes by doing the practice every day. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And like for you, you might just be like, I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm going to put, I'm not going to put the tarot reader hat on. It's not for me to, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like mm-hmm. this is where I feel more comfortable existing and listening to the elders and working with plants. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I love that you're you, that because I think what's so important about divination is the ability to use it in so many different sessions mm-hmm. that were con- for healers, for practitioners yeah. of any kind, yeah. for certific certifications for phd freaking psychotherapists yeah tarot runes any kind it's positive it's a positive tool to use yeah i think you're right i think you're right and really i will say you know tarot in particular has really elevated my sessions with my clients for sure for sure because a lot of folks that come to me are witchy inclined anyway you know and it kind of it actually is like a reference point that they understand exactly and then therefore we're more like equal mm-hmm. and, and that's my goal of those sessions anyway is for us to be equal participants in it too so it really like enables that bridge to be traveled across for the person sitting with me perfect, which is really cool it. yeah it definitely bridges yeah. it i love that yeah 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 it's really um, neat i'm a tarot reader ah i know <laughs> and it's so cool um and I want to I want to speak also very quickly to another question that kind of came to me that I just want to address mm-hmm. really quick. Yeah. Um. I believe your divinational tool will find you. I think so too. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't. You can. You can. As somebody asked, you know, is it something that you that just comes to you, or is it something that you kind of ask to find you? I really think I do believe it's important to open up that current yeah, and that say. Interest. I'm interested in yeah. finding yeah. A, a, um, a type of divination that's going to work with mm-hmm. me. And there's so many kinds and we'll touch on a, just a handful of them today that I just, I just want you to understand how prevalent, like you're already doing it. Yeah. I think that's the Everybody's most important thing. Everybody's doing it. You, Everybody. You're flipping a coin. You're practicing divination. Yeah. Heads yeah. or tails is a form of divination. Because you're, you're putting, you're putting the decision on an object. That's just right. what divination is. That's right. Yeah. Um, like when you get down to the physicality of it, but, um, a lot, be open to it. Try as many different, cause I did tarot for a while and I was like, and I think I've mentioned this in past episodes and then I did, and then I read runes for a while mm-hmm. and then I came back to tarot mm-hmm. and I was like, no, mm-hmm. this actually feels right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes too, it depends on the deck. Yes. I like totally I read, agree with, with, I read that. with the tarot of witches and I read with the rider weight and it wasn't until the wild unknown that I was like, holy fuck. I never turned back. Yeah. After I started reading with the wild and I'm with you on that. Yeah. And what sometimes I don't know if you do this, Leslie, but sometimes um, I'll do a, a reading for myself. So, for instance, I did a five card poll that the modern women. Yeah. Um, email. Yes. Had, had sent out for the eclipse. And there were certain aspects of of that poll that I did. I just wasn't really certain what it was trying to tell me. So then I asked the same question of the runes to clarify. Yeah. Because if you get like the double answer, you know, then you're like, oh, fucking A. Okay, that that makes sense to me now, you know? Yeah. And then I will tell you, they are always say the same thing. No, I'm so 100% it's so there for you weird. for the longest time. <laughs> it's so weird. While I was still getting to know tarot, I used rune training wheels. Yeah. I think that's so what I'm doing too for myself. Pull, yeah. Like I do a reading and then I'm like, let's pull uh. a rune. <laughs> Put your hand in this magical bag. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. uh, every time the it's rune the would summarize the, the reading in the most clear, precise way. Yeah, and I was really like, 
you did it again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 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 for the for the skeptics out there, how the fuck would two different Don, Donna, our producer's making fun of me right now. She's arms akimbo. Huh? <laughs> How in the world? I'm all ears. Would you get to the same place, the same answer with these two different things? Yeah. Like, it's real. How can you, like, that's scientific theory is like, you know, you've got a thing yeah. and you got to prove it. Like, to me, you know. Oh, I love a scientific theory. You know what I mean? Like, you, you anyway. No, no. I don't know. No, but. F- f- case in point no that's perfect it's real it's real dudes don't question it it's just real (laughs) so let's talk a minute too um about magic meeting symbols we talked a little bit about this um talking about you know you were talking about like runes and magic versus divination right right so talk to me about your thoughts on that well um like where are you going with this one yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so like you know it's not this or that it's not magic or divination it's not ritual or divination it it bleeds together Mm -hmm. so um they support each other they do support each other absolutely so there have been times where i've called upon runes as symbols of magic where i will carve these images onto candles let's say Mm -hmm. or onto a pumpkin to symbolize fertility and wellness and abundance and that that sort of thing and it it like further infuses your magic by having these symbols become a part of it Mm -hmm. right and the the mythology behind the runes is that they were plucked off of the tree of wisdom by odin Mm -hmm. right um and I believe the Norns created them, mm-hmm. the three um, uh, weavers of fate in uh, old English, no, um, Anglo-Saxon. And I'm, I'm getting it all muddled right now, but um, which culture? Nordic. Nordic cultures, right. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of all woven together too, right? I've always understood it as a Norse alphabet. Okay. And what's really interesting, not to, I don't want to get you off track. No, no, it's but okay. It's 24 symbols. And if you think about our alphabet, we also have 26 symbols. That's right. It's very so it similar. Al- it's alphabet. It's yeah. alphabetic. And if you think about tarot, there are essentially 22 trump cards. I know. And <laughs> the, or trump cards, the major arcana. And if, if you, if you were to do this and I highlight, this is your homework. Your homework is, if you should choose to accept, lay out all of the major arcana cards. And uh-huh. then if you can, if you have tarot and runes, lay out all the major arcana cards and then lay out all of the runes in the order that they go through there. It's the same oh, message. That's so cool. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Sorry to get you off track. No, it's all, it's all good. I, I appreciate the clarification because I, I've been I've been kind of reading some things about like Anglo-Saxon and maybe magic. It is. And it just, I've always understood it to be a Norse tradition. I think that it is. But I feel yeah. like the Vikings brought things to... Oh, of course they have. You yeah. know, Ireland, Cultural Scotland. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Totally. But anyway, so, so using um, tarot symbols at in your magical practice using runes in your magical practice is super um yeah empowering i think and really helps me at least to really focus and zero in on my intentions and my rituals 
for a while when I was not always confident, but still professionally reading, I would displace my confidence onto the cards, I think. Yeah. And I would be like, well, the cards say. Yeah, I do that too. I, I did that. I mean, I'm like, yeah. no, I didn't yep. say it. The cards said it. Uh-huh. I didn't, you know, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. <laughs> Not me. But then, and I think a lot of people are like, oh man, I used to do that. Or, oh God, I still I, sometimes yeah, do that. And too. there are definitely, especially when I'm delivering sensitive information. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got like you. Like a doctor. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> the, good the news medicine is. didn't work. <laughs> no, you didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. You know, but just, so, and, and, and I just want to say, that is kind of the cool thing about the cards is because, yeah. and I think that's why they're such a great therapeutic tool yeah. because it's a non-biased it has no bias they don't non, fucking care non, about your bullshit they're not gendered nope. they're nope. nothing they nope. are so neutral yep. in their position because they're like this is what it is it's not your agenda yeah yeah totally i mean there's a lot of times where i will pull stuff and i'll be like god damn it i didn't want to have to see this again that's not the answer I wanted. I wanted the star card, you fools, you know? And I hear this it's from like, people all the time. They're like, they'll pull a card and they're like, well, and then they'll pull the next another card? one. Wait, that's not good. What's the next card? What's the next card? What's the next card? And I'm like, is he for me? Uh, and it's like, I know, no, he's not I for you. And you're too. like, well, yeah. I mean, that's the human element, I think. Too. And I want to just say, like, <laughs> I know it's really hard, but trust the first card. Yeah, it's true. It's like the first trust you the put car- on, you first know? card, set it aside and be like, I don't like this answer, but yeah. I'm going to trust it and yeah. set it aside. Yeah. 99.9% of the time at the end of the day, you're going to be like, that's the right answer. It's true. It's true. And then you'll laugh at mm-hmm. yourself for having that response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I know. Indeed. It's funny. Should we talk about some other different kinds of divination? Yeah. So we yeah. talked about runes, which actually is a term, a type of lithomancy, Ooh. which utilizes stones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Typically runes are carved into a stone. Um, or clay. My sister's or been working on her, her own runic set by she's constantly just trying to find the right stone for each rune oh, symbol. Oh, that's so speak? beautiful. She's been working on this for a while. Um, but yeah, so it's a type of lithomancy. Uh, but we also have scrying. Yes. Which is um, something that you can utilize, u- which actually you can kind of use crystals as lithomancy for scrying as well, which is like our crystal ball. Actually, but I think that there's another term for that. I have to take a look. Um, I have some, I brought my, I taught a divination class a couple years ago, so I brought my notes to cheat off of, um, but there's pendulums, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which works with, that was my very first divination tool. Was it? And I used a necklace. Yeah. And I think it was like nine or 10 and it was like, no, maybe it was a needle. Was it at it. a sleepover? No, it was, well, <laughs> me, let me think about this. You know, we were doing the whole, like, how many kids are you going to have thing? Do you know what I'm talking about? And this is a very foggy memory for me right now, but oh I God, remember. A, why did we give a shit when we were kids? Oh, we we I, didn't, I didn't give a shit. I didn't ever want kids. But anyway, so, um, yeah, you hold a needle and a th- like off of a thread over yeah. your hand. And yes. then whichever way it swings, you're going to have a boy or a girl or something like oh, that. Yeah. And I think we I did that when I was like seven. I a couple of pregnancies of friends of mine just putting like. A lot of times what I would do, I would take a ring off yeah. and put it on a necklace I had and I would utilize it. Seriously, you guys, you can use a anything. key on a string. Yep. Anything yep. that you can find, yep. you can use a pendulum. It's true. 
Yeah. We just have to calibrate it. But um, And how do you calibrate it? Well, I hold it. I personally like will take it, hold it to my heart, mm-hmm. create a contract and an agreement with it. Here's what we're going to do for each other. Set an intention. Mm-hmm. You're going to work for me this way. I'm going to work for you this way. I'll hold up my end of the bargain. And then you say, show me yes, show me no. Mm-hmm. And it'll either, it's, it's different for so many people. Um, yes can be um, like a vertical. Yep. Inter- no could sometimes yep. be a circular interpretation yep. or a horizontal. Yeah. No's can sometimes be in a diagonal. And actually, I guess we're just jumping into pendulums. And some you can also, what's really cool is you can utilize a pentacle, like an altar yes. pentacle. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So yeah. You, sh- you know, you have your stars and up and down, right? And then you have this, your horizontal star as it goes left to right. And then you have your sort of cross section, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which can be a maybe or try again or not enough information mm-hmm. or rephrase your question. Mm-hmm. Like our trusty 1980s magic eight ball. That's right. The eight ball. Is Sean going to call me later? What the hell? <laughs> Ask again later. I hated that thing. Me Loved too. That thing. Yeah. It was definitely a love hate relationship for sure. Oh God. Such a cool. So we were doing divination. We did it. We did it. Some would say the Ouija board is also a divination tool. Oh yeah, tool. it is. It's a yeah, it's a yeah. spirit board. For yeah, of course it is. Yeah, necromancy. Yeah, that's yeah. necromancy, baby. Absolutely, baby. Necromancy, baby. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> um, here's one that you probably didn't realize you were doing all the time when you were ordering Chinese food. Alluromancy, which is flower divination. Oh. You would cook bread and put notes inside of it and whoever would, or like symbols, well, like king cake to yeah, New yeah. Orleans, like the baby. Yeah. Um, fortune cookie is a type of divination. divination. No shit. Hell oh, yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. I actually got really psycho for a long time. I have weird hoarding tendencies. <laughs> so does my father. Separate story. Um, but I'll tell you real quick. My dad used my dad used to have this. Oh no! What did Jack have? <laughs> he had this key ring of like. <laughs> Donna, don't look at me when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> he had this key ring of like the bread tabs. Do you no know, like, the, like shit. the little tabs that you'd like yeah. swing it, and then <laughs> he'd be like, "Look at this. Look what <laughs> I've been working on." <laughs> and then one day, oh my god, he called me. He goes, "Guess what your mother did." <laughs> <laughs> he threw it away. No. Was he devastated? Oh, Jack, I'm so sorry. So I started a collection for him and gave it to him for Mother's Day. <laughs> but anyway, the point of the wow. matter is I was saving all of my fortune cookies. Yeah, like, I did that. Yeah, totally. Time. I put them in a cigar box. Yeah. 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 That's really oh, funny. Shit, that's Look so at all this bread that I I've been working on. <laughs> Shake up like he's shaking a bunch of keys. <laughs> Jim just looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, this is what we're dealing with. <laughs> this is where I come from. <laughs> Run. Run away now. <laughs> on your wedding by the way congrats thank you <laughs> she got hand fasted over the weekend total surprise That's so sweet yeah that was really beautiful thank you yeah um I'm really happy for you total guys. surprise jim was just like hey let's do this thing um 
Wanu and I was like, I'm the now I gotta go grocery shopping and I, <laughs> it's I gotta get back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so what do you say? You just you been like yes. it's been fifteen years. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. 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 So yeah, we threw it together in six hours. It was amazing. My his father was the officiant, the celebrant. And uh, my brother and sister were present. My brother wrote this, wrote, um, pardon me, read the symbolism of hand fasting That's and the beautiful. cords. My sister performed the hand fasting ritual. Aww. And my niece, uh, when we jumped the broom, she shared what the symbolism of jumping the broom was. Aww. It was just beautiful. Derek cleansed the space. Oh, my so mom nice. and Jim's mom, Marie, were there. I was just, I tell you what, it That's couldn't really have been great. a better day. I'm and so it was on the partial lunar eclipse. It sure was. I, I listen, listen, you guys, I just have to say this real quick because I want everybody to know that even though you're sitting here with a microphone in your face, I texted Allison. I'm like, but it's Mercury retrograde and it's an <laughs> eclipse. You think this is going to be OK? And what did I say? Yeah, you said, yeah, your ancestors are there to support you. That's right. Yeah, it's time. Yep. Yep. And it was perfect. It was. So thank you for I'm that. So happy for you. Thanks. So pendulums, great way to work with that. Yes. Um, and a lot of geologists use pendulum do. dousing rods to find uh, water sources. Yes. And yep. you can find spirit energy with dousing rods. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately what a pendulum does is it works with your subconscious. Just like the other things do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So I love pendulums. Um, and that was your first... Yeah, the pendulum was, was my first one. I didn't realize that's still, what do it was. You have, do you own one? I own one because it was gifted to me, but thank you, Adrian, for that gift. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I haven't picked up in a long time. You know, my do main it. my main squeeze is the, the runes right now. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, we, we all go through phases, I think. Oh, it's a fact. You know, yeah. and whatever we're called to. Um, yeah. I yeah. have an, I have another form of divination that I do with customers. What is it? Whenever they buy a book, yeah, I do a form of bibliomancy, which is where you pick up a book and you're like, "Should I go to the prom with Jason?" And then you open it up and um, it'll have a message for you somewhere. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. People I don't do know that what with to the do. Bible. Do I take this yeah. job, right? Yeah, like people do. So when people purchase a book from me, I take their little receipt and I put it into. I kind of bookmark. Without looking at anything. Aww. And I just let them know, like, you have a message that you need to hear today on this one of these two pages. That's so sweet. It's fun. And it's really about where your eyes right. land, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some of that stuff on uh, where you screenshot. Yep. Or, like, what's the first word you see yep. where you have, like, this jumbled, like, sort of like a cross or what a word finder. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, so it's yeah, you know if you want to do something like that, it's really about where your eyes land mm-hmm. on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also talked about so we did start talking a little bit about scrying. We did. Yeah. And do scry- you have any experience doing that? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I love. I actually really enjoy that. And scrying is we're we're like crystal ball gazing is yeah. a form of scrying. Um, candle flame in the mirror. Candle flame. Yeah. Um, Water. Water in a bowl. Water in a bowl with the reflection of the Mm -hmm. moonlight. Mm -hmm. And a cheat way on that one, if you're like your training wheels, again, as we were talking about training wheels earlier, is you could put a little oil in Mm -hmm. the water when you do it and start to see how the oil images change. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, Donna has a question. Donna's question was, 
um, when you when you read tea leaves, there's often like a cup and a book that come together. And is there a scrying book? And I think there are scrying books. Um, but when I did it, I just went off of my imagination. Like mm-hmm. what does, like kind of look, looking up at clouds and being like, that looks like a dragon. That looks like That's a, a dick. That looks like, <laughs> oh, I saw a dick in the clouds. I, did, I, did. I saw a dick in the clouds, but it's like the That's same. the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so I, th- and, but I, and I think that's like a, an old school way of doing it, mm-hmm. you know, instead of going by what an author you know, would say. And then, of course, like, what does that dick mean to you mm-hmm. is really important, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what it means. <laughs> <laughs> You're a winner. Um, <laughs> um, but you can also buy, like, uh, polished black obsidian, like, mirrors. I've seen that before. I was gifted one. Oh, it's they're incredible. gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. It's an incredible, incredible gift. Thank you very much, Jason, for that. Yeah, so scrying is a fun thing, especially if you want to work that into any kind of ritual work yeah. around your ancestors. Yeah, and it's essentially a form of trance. Mm-hmm. You kind of get yourself to a trance state. I recommend unfocusing your eyes a little bit. Absolutely. That's imperative. You know, when you're like, yeah. almost your eyes start to cross a little mm-hmm. bit. And mm-hmm. I used to practice scrying with a poster of Brandon Lee in my closet. Um, oh, some people read, I'm going to keep, yes, it, keep please, it flowing. Thank you. Some people read, keep, keep um, me on track, Virgo. uh, the flame of a yes, candle. candle, flame wax readings. And then also the, how the wax and the lays smoke. Yeah. and yeah. And also the smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The flicker. Mm-hmm. Everybody can relate to that. Oh, I was flickering. That does definitely mean something. It absolutely does mm-hmm. without a doubt. My understanding is like the pop of a flame, uh-huh. the flicker of a flame is the presence of spirit. Mm-hmm. And how tall the flame mm-hmm. gets is how strong yeah. the energy of <clears throat> the intention is, right? Yeah. And it's definitely a great way when you are working with candle magic, especially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to read the flame. And if I am working a spell <clears throat> and I do notice that the flame is low, I focus my intention stronger. Same. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. And it works. It does work. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's all sorts of, well, let's just, let's go to this point. Like the, like a clean, bur- everybody wants a clean burn. Yes. With yeah. their magic because like, and that's called burning down to the socket. That's right. And the socket being the, the bottom of the. Of the candle. Of, yeah. Yeah. Of, and the holder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want a clean burn. And that shows that, you know spirit has heard your intentions i don't know if this is div- divination per se i guess it's a little it's it's blended it's mm-hmm. like ritual work candle magic and divination in one because a lot of people can then read how the wax flows and therefore know like if there's any messages from ancestors or spirits that are helping you in your ritual what have Wouldn't you, you noticed in some of like with the wax formation or you know, I, um, that, this is, that's new to me. Um, that's something that I don't really know a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. And I'm just starting to really learn be, partly because I took that candle magic class, um, at um, Juju. Yeah. 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 So, um, but I just, you know, I know that there are people that do practice that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I have like definitely done some reading on it, but not enough that I'm like, yeah, it's really interesting. Cause I've always just, my experience 
so far is that I've just it burned down right to the socket. That's mine too. But I also have I do remember like <clears throat> if you're working it with a novena candle, which is a like a also referred to as a seven day candle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're encased in glass. It's almost mm-hmm. a pillar candle encased in glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there's residue around the top. There's interference, is the way I've understood that. Oh, that's interesting. Or there's somebody else working against you. Huh. And so you have to increase your power. You have to increase your intention. Uh-huh. That's my understanding that's of interesting. it. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? And, um, and then we also were uh, considering something called throwing of the bones. Yeah. Which is cross-cultural, but mostly practiced right now in these modern times by people who practice hoodoo or conjure traditions. Mm -hmm. And that's um, a process of assigning meaning to a series of found objects, most of which are animal bones. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think that's also a... I thought it was a type of lithomancy, but it's not. Mm Mm-mm. I that don't is, know. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I have read like yeah, like the tossing of the bones, mm-hmm. tossing of the coins, all the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your understanding of that? Um, I think that, like I said, as far as like how oh. it's practiced here in the U.S. is it, it comes from um, different as- uh, parts of Africa. Yeah, and have come to America through you know slavery. Yeah. And then have been adapted in different root working traditions in the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have it written here. It's cleromancy, casting lots, it's referred to mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. divination, throwing of dice, bones, coins, sticks. Yeah. Like the I Ching or like flipping your coin or mm-hmm. 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 throwing your bones. Yeah. Yarrow sticks. Yes. Yarrow sticks. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a very old. Um, and then there's also the Ogum, right? I don't know what that is. The Ogum is the tree alphabet from Ireland, which has a similar, like it's, it, um, similar to runes. It's very similar to runes as far as how it's used today. Yeah. But a lot of people use it as a, as a language too. It's very cool. I feel like, my friend Emily and I, would it also be like the witch's alphabet at some point? Uh, not at some point, mm. but I'll have to look into that. Because I remember my dad had this old witchcraft book mm-hmm. and there was the witch's alphabet in there, but it seemed like it was also like a, like a tree alphabet. Interesting. So oh. was it a, ser- a series of sticks like coming off of? No. A, okay. The center point. Okay. <gasps> so cool yeah that's that's kind of what the the way the ogum is so you know the nordic runes have specific symbols that kind of are pictorial sometimes um the ogum is a series of um vertical diagonal lines so there's usually like a vertical pillar with then a series of diagonal lines signifying each um each letter I gotcha. And and there like are some characters. people, yeah, yeah. And um, there's some kind of garbled history like of, around it. Some some scholars think that it it was actually an old language that druids in Ireland would use, and then other people say no, it was actually a a way 
for druids to record keep whenever Christianity was starting to move in and they were trying to create more secrecy around their practices mm-hmm. so it wouldn't die out. Oh. Yeah. And now it's a form of divination. Oh, I'll have to look into that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Oracle decks. Oh, yeah. Which is like an infinite category, I, I think, at this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that falls under the cartomancy because you're utilizing cards. And that's a common question for me coming into the shop. Like, what's the difference between tarot and Oracle? Yeah. And tarot is always going to follow your 78 card template. You can pretty much pick up any deck at any point. And the only thing that's usually going to be different is the artist's interpretation mm-hmm. of, yeah, of, of the them. images. Yeah. Whereas an oracle deck is more of a free form. It can be art. It can be goddess. It can be animal related. Yeah. It can be emotional plants. related. It can be plants. Yeah. Yeah. The druid and it oracle. It can be 20 cards favorite. or 150 cards. Yeah. Or four cards. Yeah. 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 So. You know, but really all of these things are a conduit for spirit and a way for us to discover more about ourselves. That's really the whole point. And so, you know, a lot of people may be wondering, okay, this discussion's amazing. There's so many incredible tools. How do I pick which one? It's really about what calls to you. Yeah. That's it. You know, and I think that divination, so many people have asked us over so many episodes so far, what's a great way to connect? And divination can be a really great yes. way to start checking in with your intuition, picking that card up every day, and then also being aware of, yeah, what are the clouds telling me? Mm-hmm. Where am I seeing runic symbols in everyday life? And you do. Oh my God, I've been seeing them. <laughs> me too. So <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um you know, where, how is my atmosphere and universe informing me? Yeah. Speaking to me. Absolutely. And it's, it can be just as simple as like, I see a penny. And so therefore I know I'm on the right track. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. it. Then all day you'll have good luck. That's right. Is it heads up or he- or tails? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always heard heads up is a better omen. Than I agree. Tails. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But then every time I see tails, I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> so quick to change. I make my own luck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about consecration. Conse- we were going to talk, I'll get it right, about consecration of our tools, our modality, yeah. our form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have very, very, very specific ways that I do this. And what would that be, Leslie? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Please tell me more. Well, I always do some kind of smoke cleansing with them, with which whatever plant material I have around. Mugwort's a great thing for this because mugwort is the, like, she loves divination, right? It's you know this. so true. Yeah. She loves to get that psychic juices flowing. She sure does. She is so there for that. Yeah. So, um, cleansing them. Mm-hmm. And I usually, like, I'll, like, also, like, if I'm using cards. I'll go through every card and I'll slap it down like one, two, I'll slap. slap them down on the ground <laughs> to like break up the energy. I wish I had a deck of cards and um, it gets the energy, kind of shakes it out. And then I run bell, a bell over it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I sleep with it for a long time, like yeah. a week, two weeks. I'll mm-hmm. sleep with them. Mm-hmm. I might find a lovely scarf or some kind of fabric that means something very special. 
I'll wrap them in there with some selenite or blue kyanite. This is cards specifically. And then charge them in the moonlight. But mm -hmm. um, the biggest takeaway, building a relationship and having deep respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. That deep respect part is really, uh, really important. There are some people that um, advocate for breaking up your, like, back to tarot, your deck. And let's say, like, if you want to really, like, bring emperor energy into your day, you bring that card with you. Yeah. That doesn't feel right to me. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that, but I don't, I don't break up my rune set or my, or my tarot. They live together mm -hmm. on my altar. Yeah. And I also, <coughs> I'm a, I'm a protective mother. Me too. So they don't stay at the shop. They're with mm -hmm. me on my person mm -hmm. or within close reach mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause they're your tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the more you use them, the better your yeah. skills are. Yeah. yeah. I kiss them a lot. Yeah. I do that too. And they're, like, and they're secrets like, to them. we love you, Leslie. Oh, hey, hey, I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we think you're neat. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, it was a good reading last time. You did a good job. <laughs> I don't know. I need some value. But... Yeah, the, so, yeah, the respect. The, yeah, the, the respect part is, is huge. You know, they're not a toy. Um, don't let your dog get a hold of them. Not that that's ever happened. My bean my girl's so nice. She would never do anything like oh, that. Fonzie bit the shit out of my justice card. Oh, Next time Fonz. you sit down for a reading with me, I'll show you his teeth marks <laughs> in that card. He's like, I got this. He's like, this delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, justice has always kind of been that card for me. Hmm. Um, well, the Wild Unknown deck, the justice card has Fonzie on it. Well, funny right? story. Right. I came home right? one day and they <laughs> Juju and Fonzie were in the in exact position and I sent it to Kim Krantz and she was like, Oh my god. That's amazing. She, she had like a wild lanes blog for a while oh, and she put it up there. That's those little sweet. sweethearts. And she's like, Well, what are they trying to tell you? And I'm like, Oh, you don't even want to know. Uh oh. <laughs> Just kidding. So much. Just kidding. Well, so many things, but Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, so building and maintaining a relationship with your tools is mm -hmm. really important. Because they're you. a like reflection I tell people, of you. Like, yeah, like I tell people, like once you get that pendulum, put it in your bra. Mm -hmm. Spend time, like, uh, like really putting your energy into mm -hmm. it. Put it and keep it in your pocket. And I've I have a cal that a gal that came in the other day, and she she's like, oh my god, I never thought that this would be a form that I would be so connected to. She's like, but I can't be away from it. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. Very cool. Divination. It's so cool. Um, just because we've talked about it in this episode doesn't mean we won't address it again. So true. And I really, I really, really, really am happy to answer any questions you have about tarot. So DM, ask a hag, Instagram, I'm checking that stuff and, um, I'm going to be answering questions kind of as they come in. We've kind of discussed that a little bit, mm -hmm. like checking in and, mm -hmm. um, um, but yeah, so speaking of questions. Oh, we've got so many good ones. Should we get into it? Yes. Yeah. Should let's do we it. go to the part of the segment where you ask the questions and we answer them? We should. Using our witchy wisdom. I'm dying to hear some of these 
voice messages. Me too. Me too. How does that even, Donna, how does that even happen? Are you ready? Are you queued up? Yeah. Let her rip. Hi, Allison and Leslie. This is Sarah calling from Pittsburgh, and I have a money question. So for as long as I can remember, and I'm sure for generations before I was born, my family has lived paycheck to paycheck. Now I am finally positioned to break that cycle, but I feel like something is blocking me. So my question for you guys, both as witches and as successful business owners, is how can I announce to the universe and how can I convince myself that I'm ready to accept money into my life? Thanks for any insight you have. I love you guys. Oh my God, I you're just so bursting, aren't right you? <laughs> I know, Sarah, you, God, you have the sweetest, brightest, clearest, beautiful voice. Yeah, an angel. Oh, it's fun to hear voices. Isn't this a great time? <laughs> oh, and what, what a beautiful question. Oh, I have so many things to say. I mean, yeah. Oh, man. You want to um, go first? You're like, you're ready. I don't, go. I mean, I, oh, yeah. Um, Sarah, I really um, very much identify with how you're feeling right now. Um because I too come from um, an ancestral lineage that have had challenges, um, you know, poverty, all that stuff. So I get it. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is to start having an active conversation with your ancestors, um, thanking them for their resilience, thanking them for their fortitude, um, acknowledging their um, challenges and the fact that they were able to survive so that you are here. Um, I, I, I think that's a very important foundation mm -hmm. because then you're really strengthening your platform um, so that then you can grow because by doing that and then also working on your relationship with money in an active way, you're also healing theirs as well. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That's, that's a fucking fact. Yeah. Yeah. My experience, um, I actually come from a comfortable lifestyle. I have a family that had, I come from a family of business owners that have been successful in their lives. So I have had incredible privilege to have a comfortable lifestyle and to be provided for. However, um, personally, I was always living paycheck to paycheck and I existed in, there were times that I existed in a lack mentality. Mm -hmm. um, and when I began to retrain my brain and say, I deserve this, I deserve more, I'm worth it. Mm -hmm. um, and this is just my experience, Sarah. I'm just coming from like where I learned how to do this for myself. I just started to say, I'm going to change my relationship to money and I'm going to tell the universe that I can afford it. Instead of saying, I can't have this, I'm going to say, I don't need this right now. Mm -hmm. So I started to change my language and I started to... 
I guess I began to use, I I did, I used the secret. I started to use the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to think when I would get a bill in the mail, I would add zeros and I would think of it as money that was coming into my account. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would start to visualize myself like finding money and being a money magnet. And I, and I think what, the other thing that started to happen for me was I started to, and we talked about this last year and Mm -hmm. I I want you to expand on this again, but I started to, and this was a difficult process for me to do, but I started to, in this place of retraining my brain, I started to have Mm non-attachment and saying, I will, and just saying to the universe every day, I am provided for, I am, I have everything I need. Mm-hmm. And I started to define what abun- define what abundance looked like to me. Yeah. Do I want to live a uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous life life? Or do I want to have a beautiful home where I feel safe and I'm provided for? And I can, I always say to people like the, the best way to think about money for me is what can I share? Mm-hmm. What can I save? What do I need to live on? And what can I treat myself to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and anything else is a bonus. Absolutely. It's all about reframing. Oh. Right? Oh. <laughs> the theme of the theme Reframe. of the episode. Yeah. It's all about reframing our language and our most importantly, our attitude towards um, finances, right? And, you know, most of us exist with credit card debt. And I think what's really important, and this is more of a practical thing, is to, like Leslie said, really try your best to remove the fear around that and just be like, okay, this is another mo- monthly bill that I have. That's it. No big mm-hmm. deal. You know, no, no guilt, no shame. Maybe I shouldn't have bought those shoes, but it's cool, you know? Um, but also if the shoes make you happy and I'm yes. speaking from total experience, if the shoes make you happy and you, then that happiness is going to radiate out. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. But I think, um, move, you know, shifting our focus back to the ancestral stuff. Yeah. Um, can I stop you for yeah, one please, second? Please, please, please. What please. I was referring to when I initially was talking, we talked about energy dollars. Mm-hmm how it's just, it's an ener- like an energy pool. Remember we talked about that yeah, last summer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do- money is energy and it's all about, are you wanting to receive energy or are you leaking energy? It's not dollars in your bank account. That's all it is. It's just energy coming in or coming out. That's it. Can I say one more thing? Please. I read an article about Jim Carrey probably 20 years ago mm-hmm. that really shifted my way of thinking. He was destitute. He was like doing the circuit, the stand-up comedy circuit. He was just trying to get by and <clears throat> Jim Carrey, I don't know much about, but I know that he comes from a place of magical thinking. Mm. Um, I don't know much about his other practices of a human being, let alone just being a funny guy. But he does come from, from a place of magical thinking. And what he did one night is he was out. And I, let's just say, let's paint the picture. He was looking up at the stars one night. And he got a check. 
and he wrote a check out to himself for like, mm-hmm. let's just call it a million dollars. And I think it was in, because that's the insane to the universe. Like I'm, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And I think it was something as silly as in a year's time, he had like dumb and dumber or something yeah. under his belt. Yeah. And that was it for him. That's beautiful. So if it takes you creating a magical check that you can deposit into your account to begin to set the wheels in motion. Not that that's going to be the thing, but like that can begin. And even saying like kind of, and I'll step aside here as you talk more about ancestors, but kind of opening, like setting the wheels in motion. Like Mm -hmm. it's time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to to change this attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Change, change the circumstances towards it. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And also doing the work of self acceptance because a lot of us are coming from a place of we're not worthy of these beautiful things coming to us. Um, And that is sending a message to your higher self to not receive it as well. And that also comes from ancestral trauma too. So doing the work of having that strong foundation with your ancestors who have worked hard so that you can be here and then also doing the work on valuing yourself. And so Sarah, whatever kind of work that you're doing, you know, if you are um, setting your own prices, let's say like Leslie and I do, making sure that you're setting a price that is fair for your customer, but also is fair for you too, because that is setting up an energetic message saying that you are worth X dollars an hour instead of undervaluing a lot of female identified people, a lot of people of color undervalue their worth and their talents and their gifts. And that is, that's cultural, that is learned behavior and that's something that we have to um, reframe, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, So it's not just, it's, it's a, it's a multitude of things that you can do to kind of change your relationship with money and telling also the universe that you're ready for it. There's so many things. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that helps. I hope so too. Sarah, thank you so much for your beautiful question. Thanks Sarah. And thank you for calling in. Yeah. So sweet. Hi, ladies. I'm so thankful for your podcast. Thank you so much for working on it. I'm friends with Leslie, but Allison, I feel like I'm learning so much from you as well. Thank you both so much for doing this. I can't tell you how much I love it. Okay. So I'm a baby witch. My name's Mandy, and I am probably honestly only three weeks old. (laughs) Um, And I am traveling by myself this week. I'm in Franklin, Tennessee. And the house I'm staying at is really, really old. It's an Airbnb. And um, I walked in the door and I instantly felt super heavy pressure on my chest and really kind of anxious and just stressed out. Um, Do you have any recommendations for how to handle um, any kind of, I guess, I guess maybe a haunted situation? Um, Please let me know. I would love to know your recommendations for a traveling witch. Thank you so, so much. Have a good one. Bye. I know that feeling so well. Oh, God. Holy moly. Yeah, turn around and go back out the door. No. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Run screaming into the night. Ah, No, this is all about boundaries. Yeah. This is all about setting up your protective boundaries. I want to hear it. Dude, I 
I know in past episodes I've talked about this before, but the bubble of protection, really being mindful before you walk through the threshold of that door. Okay, everybody, this is me. Nothing else is coming in except good stuff. And everything negative is staying out of me until the time that I leave this space. You know, really declaring loud and clear, you know, what's yours and what's not yours is really important, I would say. What do you think, Leslie? Yeah, and I think... Mm-hmm. Being, Great question, Mandy. Yeah, being three... Oh, man. I wish there was a podcast for when I was first going through all this Me stuff. Me too. It was, <laughs> I would just basically turn around and leave. Uh-huh. No. Um, I did actually do I that. just <laughs> dealt with it. I was going through it. And I will... I want to say... I want to speak to two sides of this. Number one, as a baby witch, not knowing anything. Now, Mandy's mm. being informed and she knows that she can do something about it because luckily it's become... We've been able to talk about it a lot mm-hmm. in this in this now time. Um, <clears throat> there's something to be gained from experiencing that heaviness. That's a very good there point. There are messages that can come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was informed actually of a lot of my budding power and gift mm-hmm. in some of those situations. Mm, that's a really good point. Really good point. Now, looking back on the girl I was when I was first experiencing those things, I wish I would have put myself in a goddamn bubble because, because yeah. it's scary. It is scary. It's really scary. So yeah. what I so what I do is is I'll post my guides or celestial beings at four corners of my bed, mm-hmm. and I ask them to create a shield around me while I sleep. Mm-hmm. Because Mandy, sleeping time is a vulnerable time, mm-hmm. especially in a haunted house. Yep. Um, so I post my team around me. I may even like get in and spoon with me. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just completely encapsulate me in, in the, and then, and then the boundary work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that other, now I also travel with, now that I'm, I'm informed and I know I'm, go, you know, I'm on the, on the road or whatever, I'm going to be, carrying black tourmaline i'm going to be carrying quartz to amplify the black tourmaline i'm going to be carrying some kind of plant material i can use to cleanse the space um i'm going to be utilizing maybe even some kind of energetic incense that could be helpful when i say that i mean some kind of a resin based incense Mm -hmm. that i can use frankincense is excellent Mm -hmm. actually for that Um, and then addressing the energy in the room. I was just thinking that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, um, and then, you know, really stating your intentions, you know, I am here for five days. I don't mean you any harm. I know that I'm in your space. I'm sorry if I'm making you feel uncomfortable. That's what I'm getting from you. Please know. You're making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, (laughs) for real. Like, please know, you know, that I am feeling uncomfortable and that's not what I want. Um, and so when I'm in this space, I can assure you that I'm going to be at peace and I'm not going to disturb anything. And I would like that from you as well. It's just like respect again. Exactly. It's like two people bunking together and not knowing each other, you know, at a retreat or something, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, I know Hollywood tells us to always, 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 always be afraid of a haunted house. But here's the thing. There's been 
now I'm not a ghost hunter. <laughs> let me let me be clear clear here. <laughs> um, I've I've been in many places that have had spirits in them, and I've only had one really bad experience. Mm-hmm. So meets well, yeah, two, but anyway. yeah, but like you know, so the chances are that this being is just checking you out, um, and that's what you're feeling. And as long as you do your boundary work and state your intentions. And let them know how long you're staying there for. And then you'll be out of their hair. Like Chances a, yeah. are you should be fine. Crotch sniffing ghost. That's exactly Just it. like a dog. Get out of there. That's right. <laughs> None of your beeswax. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Not yeah. To, yeah, but. Yeah. And if, and if, like Leslie said, if, if you do, you know, work with any, um, magical beings or you know ancestors or archangels anything like that call them in to help you as well because that can be really powerful oh i tell you to really send that message i mean i'm i i here's a little tip if you're a person that likes to work with archangel energy Uh, you can station archangel michael at your side simply by saying this archangel michael please be stationed by my side permanently Mm -hmm. and he will Mm-hmm. it's this thing I, it's this incredible thing and if you're in a situation where you're f- kind of feeling tested or scared or energy's heavy he'll be there to protect you and if he can't protect you in the situation he calls in mm-hmm. Other his beings. team to help yeah. you mm-hmm. look into it it's awesome work that's cool yeah do you work with angel stuff i don't yeah i'm real heavy into it it's been mm-hmm. a big that's cool it's been a capture of of my heart since I was probably 18. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. So great question, Mandy. Thanks, and Mandy. Welcome to the fold, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the fold. Mm-hmm. Hey there. My name is Jessica and I'm a practicing witch in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I do a lot of tarot readings and I try and pull a card for myself every day. Uh, I find that when I do readings for other people, Um, I feel very connected and I think that the readings tend to be very accurate and when I do readings for myself or pull a card for myself I'm having trouble reading it and understanding what it means so I think my question is how do I get better at reading tarot no matter who it's for I want to increase my ability to give accurate readings uh, all the time. Thank you. Leslie. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, girl. High five. You are not alone. (laughs) High fiving. (laughs) Yeah, it's real. It's so much easier to read. It's the same reason why I don't take my own advice Mm -hmm. and I call Allison. (laughs) And vice versa. I call Leslie. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, d- I do have some tips on this. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It was like pulling a card. It's like, no, what about this one? What about the Trust the first card. Mm-hmm. Trust it. Give it time to teach you. It's your, your readings for other people are accurate because you're removed from the situation. Absolutely. And it's so easy to give others oh, yeah. advice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People tell me all the time, hey, you should listen to your own freaking advice, Leslie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I should. Yeah. Um, t- 
when you get to the place of after a while, after you've done a shit ton of readings and you then just like, I'm going to try pulling for myself again. I'm speaking from experience. You're going to be like, oh, my God, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you'll just see the card and laugh. And it's almost like a smile from a friend that's totally. so knowing to you yeah. that you almost don't even need to read the card. You just feel it. You know what you feel it in your heart. So I would say go slow. Take your time with it. You know, I, I think it, I, I equate it to that. We don't, we never even take our own advice mm-hmm. personally. Um but then to remedy the situation, I would say tr- try getting into the habit of pulling that card a day yeah. for yourself, not just a card for the day, but like having a question every day. Like, I'm scared about this today. What's the best course of action mm-hmm. for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or um, I have a big decision to you know, just I, allow it the space and expansion to teach you and show up for you. And that continues on the relationship. If you are discounting a reading for yourself from your cards, you're telling the cards, I don't believe what you're saying to me. That's right. Which then devalues your other readings. Right. Exactly. So your readings, if they're already accurate for other people right now, if you start to value the advice the cards are giving you personally, watch how they shift. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just get bigger and better for you. Totally. Absolutely. I would also like to add, um, pay attention to the first thing that pops into your head when that card flips over, because that is what it's trying to tell you. And thank mm-hmm. you, Allison. And just because you get the devil card, it doesn't mean, mm, how do I want to put this? If, if the first question you think about when you pull the devil card is this Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily the meaning of the devil card don't go to the meaning of the devil card the cards are there the way that I think about them is they are cue cards from my guides Mm -hmm. and whatever language I've come up with for my guides is what I need to hear at that moment so just because you're pulling a card and it might be again the devil card or whatever Mm -hmm. the five of cups or the five of swords or whatever and you're like oh shit (laughs) but what is the first thing that comes into your mind about it don't overthink it yeah don't go yeah but this means this Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. first thing that comes into your mind because i guarantee when you start to see how the cards can be multi-faceted they inform your practice with other people totally totally don't take it at and face it's, value. And it's a personal language. It's a personal language. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's Killer. great. Great question. Yeah, totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, such a great question. Such great questions. I know. Mm. We have another one? Great. Hello, and thank you for taking this. I hope you all are well. Um, I've recently felt called to call upon my deceased grandmother and in the time that has passed that I've done this I've never felt really any ill will come toward me but it's been recently advised and I heard it even in I think your all's most recent podcast but calling upon practicing good hygiene, so to speak, um, calling on healed ancestors. So what exactly does that mean? How do we know these people are healed? What suggestions would you have navigating such things? Thank you so much. 
We, okay, so to coin a term that our friend Brandon Knight said, we want to have our A-team with us when we are doing any kind of magical practices. Um, and just in life, yeah, right? You want to gather your A-team with you. You're, you want to have your best friends around. Absolutely. Do you want your A-team to be um, everyone and your really drunk Uncle Steve? Or do you want your A-team to be full of powerful people who have their stuff together? That's the question. Yeah. So we can honor our ancestors who are not healed and well in other ways. But when we are asking for their help in the workings that we're doing, we really want to be calling in the folks that have the most power. If that makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it's true. And I've actually, I've heard, I've, heard, I've experienced in readings with people energy of ancestors that have attached themselves mm -hmm. that are, and all of a sudden they're like wow I just all of a sudden I've created this habit that's not good for me and I don't know where it's coming from mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it can often be that attachment yeah so calling in that healed healed ancestors with absolute love in their hearts for my growth mm -hmm. and my best potential mm -hmm creates this place in which for you to attain higher self communion that's right that's right and that means that your work is more powerful mm -hmm. because those people have your and back pure. yeah absolutely and and those are the folks that also care about you and so they want you to succeed yeah you don't want no frenemies around no frenemies they're not welcome here yeah absolutely so like i said you know you can do work with your ancestors that that may not be healed by um, doing healing ceremonies for them on, on their behalf. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and therefore you're, you know, honoring their memory in your heart, but you don't want to welcome them to, to your, you know, your magical workings. Your yeah. Just like you wouldn't want your dramatic cousin to come mm -hmm. into work and, <laughs> <laughs> throw things around and get you distracted. Right. <laughs> you don't want that. You want, you want free flowing. You want highest and best good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So oh, that's awesome. That's great. Great questions. Yeah. Yeah. Voicemails. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Should we uh, do a couple of folks that Let's have written do it. in? I've yeah, got a please. handful here that we can get through. Um, Hannah from Pittsburgh asks, how have you discovered your channeled practice? Did it speak to you or did you request it to present itself? Allison. Uh, I would say that I was asking for something to come to me, but I wasn't sure what it would be. And then it ended up being tarot at first. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think a lot of us have that experience because, you know, many of us grew up around the time of Barnes and Noble bookstores where they would have like the box tarots and tarot decks. They had them behind the register. They did. They totally did. And they would have like gift sets. Can I see that one back <laughs> over there? Top left, third from the right. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. And so that's how a lot of us like yeah. were exposed to it. Um, 
but I think the most important thing is to be open, you know, to that kind of, uh, that kind of tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I said this before, but the runes right now are my favorite. So. Yeah. Um, my practice discovered me or found me. Um, I was initially attracted by a deck of tarot cards that my sister had uh, because of the high priestess. Mm-hmm. I saw her <clears throat> and she just drew me in. Mm-hmm. And and then, uh, yeah. But your family. You yeah. Have, well, you yeah, have family yeah, yeah, too yeah. That, yeah, that have it's, done it's this. A, it's, it's, it's in my family. Mm-hmm. So then just after that, then I found out my great-grandmother was a reader and it probably goes down the line um and yeah and then after a while runes came into my grasp and again probably through my sister um but I do remember getting them runes oh I would I would plop down in the spiritual section at Barnes and Noble or I think there was Trident Books when I was living in Boston on Newberry Street I was that girl that would just go in and plan it and pick up a book and read for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you going to buy that book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yes, yeah, so my practice found me. Um, but then once I found my practice, I began to request more clarity and help and elevated Claire, Claire's, mm-hmm. Claire sentience, Claire mm-hmm. voyance, Claire cognizance, all the like the Claire's, which is all the things, yeah, which is like the you know energetic language. Mm-hmm. So then I requested more power and energy. And the fact of the matter is, the the more intuitive you get, the more healed, the more healed you are, the more intuitive you get. And that comes by way of working with your ancestors and healing your line. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. What do you got? What do you got? You got another one? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Elizabeth from Pittsburgh writes in, I love my tarot deck. We are very old friends and they know me well. Sometimes when I'm shuffling, someone will fly out and I get the sense they've got something important to tell me. What is your advice on how to read this card? does how or where it lands carry any meaning that's it thanks love you bye thanks, love you elizabeth, elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> i call that jumpers oh yeah little jumpers, jumpers. Yep. yeah we got a jumper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've always understood those cards to be bu- like bonus yeah cards yes yeah. um i feel like they have resounding messages yes i feel like they're like yelling high <laughs> Hey, 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 Allison, hey, Allison, hey, Allison, I'm over here. Totally. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, um, the most excited one in the deck is wanting to talk to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does how it lands carry any, of course, I'm sure. I'm, you know, I mean, there's divination and everything, you know, I'm sure there's divination behind how the cards land. Um, I'll leave that up to your intuition Mm -hmm. to kind of discover that Mm -hmm. again like i said tarot cards especially if they know you well and you've got a great relationship they have a sense of humor um and they may inform you 
you know, it might be that they fall on your dog. Well, is this about your dog? Or <laughs> they might be that they fall on your foot. Or y- y- You know what I mean? Like just kind of, I think, using your intuition to inform you as to where and how it lies is, is all, I think, all part of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's great. Yeah. Um, I got one from Katie. Excellent. We got Pittsburgh folks today calling in, writing in. Uh, Katie from Pittsburgh. I have a strong personal tarot practice. I pull a daily card and work with spreads. I'm now wondering when is it good to have your cards read by someone else versus taking the query to your deck and reading for self. This kind of ties in a little bit uh, with our question from uh, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge advocate with supporting my fellow readers. Absolutely. Yeah. Same. Um, so somebody presented the, ter- no, Laura did. Laura presented the term asshole to me the other day. <laughs> what? What's that? An asshole is somebody that asks everybody the same question and won't settle till they hear the response they want. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. So now that doesn't necessarily relate to what we're talking about. Uh-huh. But the point I want to make is I think it uh, one of the most <clears throat> elevating forms of understanding this divinatory tool has been being read by other people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because every tarot reader has a different feeling about what they're doing, um, a different relationship to the cards, a different relationship to their guides than you will. Um, and I think it is of utmost importance to be read by as many professionals, non-professionals as you can, because you begin to learn, Mm -hmm. you begin to get confirmation as a reader, like, wow, I do that too. Oh my gosh. We're all doing kind of the same thing and we never really talked about it or discussed it. I guess it's sort of an innate way of practicing. Um, and again, like to relate back to Jessica's question, it can be hard to read for yourself. And I think sometimes with some heavy hitting questions where you really need to step outside of the bias and not have any kind of sit how do I want to put this like really you need to seek a neutral space yes where somebody does not know you yes 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 and can give you a completely unbiased so I think like doing daily polls reading for yourself really working on your practice there but I would say like every couple like couple times a year once even once a year mm-hmm. checking in with somebody else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah say, I, I totally agree with do you that. agree yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. um yeah i think it's it's really just if you're really passionate about this part of your of your practice um there's always room to learn and we learn by sharing knowledge with each other so and and then you're also validating the practice itself by honoring another person's um, ways of reading cards too. And so therefore that strengthens your own practice energetically as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's great. It. Yeah. All right. Our last question is a continuation on the seventh graders from Ohio. Um, I'm sorry. I was going to say Ohio, <laughs> Idaho. 
And this person asks, do you read tarot cards? Yes, yes. we do. <laughs> um, if so, which one do people most often get? And then the final question, have people ever tried to melt you with water? I don't know where to go first. <laughs> For real. <laughs> well, we answered the first one. Yeah. Um, thoroughly. I, Allison, has anybody ever tried to melt you with water? No. <laughs> no one's uh, ever tried. I'll make the same joke I made earlier. I mean, they've tried. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am. But I still stand before you now. <laughs> Oh, oh, sure, my mascara ran, but I still stayed <laughs> intact. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love this. What is the the most common card for people to yeah, get? I think cool. it's kind of the question. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah. I think there. For, so I can answer it like this. There are weekly themes. That's true. Yeah. I just licked the mic. <laughs> I tainted this one. <laughs> you lick it, you buy it. Uh, oh, God. I wish I could be more prepared for I should probably take note. Hmm. Yeah, so right now, yeah, is there a theme going on for I've people? I've seen a lot of Page of Pentacles for people this oh, week. Oh, interesting. Huh. And I think what is occurring in this eclipse season like what are the themes that are coming up for people mm -hmm. this week mm -hmm. a lot of people are like ready to they're sensing a shift within themselves mm -hmm. getting a lot of people saying i'm meant for something more oh, which man. is the which elevation is that eight of cups upgrade it's like yeah. i what was serving me before is no longer serving me and i'm mm -hmm. walking away to seek a deeper spiritual meaning mm -hmm. my emotional barriers have been broken down oh man yeah. And what is, what am I seeking on the other side? And I love like when you think about the eight of cups as being like, oh my God, I'm yearning for something more. The other side of the eight of cups is the nine of cups, which is like wish fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. God damn, I wish I had an answer. I'm, I'm, I mean, everybody gets a three of cups in the sun card and the star card. And oh, I wish. Um, Just kidding. Yeah, I wish they did too. It seems to me like it's more cyclic. It absolutely is. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to like the most like, common thing. I've been thing. getting a lot of like aces this week for people. New beginnings, oh, wow. new cycles, yeah. new understandings of self. Also makes sense. The call to action. Mm -hmm. Something's been presented to me and now I need to make a decision about it. Move forward, mm -hmm. ace of swords kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's a call to action happening. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Which is why we're being broken down mm -hmm. and we're being put in front of a mirror. Totally. Emotionally. Emotional diarrhea week mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Thanks, Idaho cutie. Yeah. The Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler. Our intro music is There's a Spell by Heidi Elva. And you can find her catalog on Spotify. This episode also includes music by Evan Wood, who you can find on Bandcamp. Listen to us on Spotify or on the Anchor FM app. Leave us a voice message on the Anchor FM app and we'll play it on the show. You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at askahagpodcast.com. And of course, you can email us at askahaghotline at gmail.com
Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody.